0: Welcome to the Black Box by Spotlight Studio. I'm Nicholas Faison, Spotlight Studio Coordinator with SEPA in Pell City. Spotlight Studio is the digital content production wing of Spotlight, an all-ages drama outreach and education program that serves residents throughout St. Clair County. This is the second act of a two-act podcast written and recorded by members of the Jefferson State Community College Spotlight Club. The Children of Change was directed by Jefferson State theater instructor, Leslie Warren, and was produced and recorded by Spotlight Studio in Pell City. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy.
1: Now, regardless of how scared they both were, Alex was happy to be marching. That is until the police marched them onto the bus and off to jail. That's when Dawn and Alex were separated, leaving both to wonder what the other was going through. Get in there.
2: Chloe. Alex, how did I get here
3: before you? I was here for a while, but they took me for interrogation.
2: Interrogation?
3: Yeah, they're questioning everyone, and it's so scary. He kept trying to find out who my parents are, where they live, where I go to school. But
2: don't worry, I didn't tell him a thing. Oh, I'm not worried about you, Alex. I know how stubborn you can be, right? But where's Don? What about Miles? What happened out there? We only got
3: to the end of the block before a police squad stepped out in front of us. It would have been fine, but all of a sudden, someone on the street threw a bottle. Nobody saw who it was, but it wasn't one of us. Pretty soon, the police were swarming and shouting. The crowd started shouting back. There were so many people. Camera light bulbs kept flashing in my face. A few more things were thrown. I didn't see, but it sounded like rocks or something. We all kept our heads down and prayed. Dawn did great. You would have been so proud. She kept us calm and together. She reminded us that we wanted to be arrested and not to panic. We locked arms and sang songs. I don't know how long we were like that before a bus came. They loaded us
2: up and brought us here. Oh, I'm so proud. I'm proud of all of us, Alex. That must have been hard for you to take. It
3: was intense for a while there, but once we got on the bus, I felt pretty safe. We were all singing and happy to have done our part to make a difference. The guards had the strangest looks on their faces. They looked at us like we must be crazy to be happy about being arrested.
2: They really just don't get it at all, do they? Do they get that we are human beings who just want to be treated with dignity and respect? Not the ones I met today. What happened? Well, about a half an hour after your group left the church, I led 50 more out of the side entrance. When we turned the corner, there they were. The fire department has set up across the road with their big old hoses. You know, the big water cannons.
3: Wait, water cannons? Was this something you all prepared for during non-violence
2: training? No. Sure, we were prepared for the policemen to use their clubs on us, but who could have expected them to pull up that? Anyway, I can only hope that no one had their heads knocked on the concrete after that force of water blasted us. I only had seconds to look around, but I saw that some people had torn clothes and some had a bunch of scratches from being knocked to the ground. The hose nozzle hit me in the back and it still hurts so bad. Turn around and let me see.
3: Oh, Chloe, you've got a huge bruise. That's gonna hurt for a
2: while. I'm
3: so sorry that happened to you.
2: Well, that's not all. It looked like the group was able to get back up, which would have been great. Except as soon as we were back up, more policemen arrived and released their dogs on us. I heard those policemen cheering and calling us all sorts of names while we were being attacked by those dogs. Two or three kids were bitten so bad that they were taken to the hospital. I saw them take some white men away too. One was a fireman who got knocked down by his own fire hose, And a journalist was right up in our faces taking pictures when he got hit in the head with a thrown bottle. After all that, that's when they finally brought a school bus to carry us off to jail. I wish I could say we were happily singing while being carried away, but I think that was kind of hard after a surprise like that. Now I'm cold and wet and bruised. But at least I have you here. Yes, we have each
3: other. We also have this dirty cell and one toilet to share with 20 or 30 other girls. And I'm pretty sure there are rats here. But you got through all of that even without expecting what they were going to do, didn't you? You should be proud of yourself.
2: Thanks, Alex. Don't get me wrong. I don't think any of us did a bad job. But what I'm angry about is how those policemen and firemen treated us. They seemed like they were getting their entertainment by beating us down. Aren't the police supposed to protect citizens? So why do they think what we're doing is so darn funny? Well, that's why we're here,
3: aren't we? We're here to change that. They won't have a choice to change once the jails are filled up enough,
2: right? It sure is different for you to be convincing me for a change. I'm glad I'm with you, Alex. Me too. But
3: I wonder what Dawn is doing right now. I can't help but worry since I'm not there to watch over her.
0: Don't think you girls are going to get to do nothing under my watch. Don't think I didn't notice your toothbrushes either. Y'all aren't going to use them for anything important, right? That's why all of you will be cleaning the cells with them. Or else you'll be facing something even worse. I'll get to work.
1: <sighs> oh, jail was not a pleasant experience. Oh, the children made the best of it, and they had good attitudes for the most part. But it was meant to be a punishment, and it was. There was little food to be had, and mostly bologna and sliced bread. There were no sleeping carts, nor bedding in the jail cell, just a couple of benches the girls had to take turns sleeping and standing or sitting on the dirt floor. Can you imagine? It was Chloe's turn to sleep and Alex was standing by the door of the cell thinking about how bad her feet hurt. When all of a sudden the cell door opened, a policeman reached in and grabbed her arm. He told the first five girls he saw to come on out of there as he pulled Alex down the hall by her elbow. She was stunned. And the next thing she knew, that policeman was shoving her out the back door of the jail onto the street along with the other girls. When Chloe woke up, she had no idea what had happened to Alex or where she might be.
0: You're released. Get out of here. But why? Because there's too many of you. We don't have enough food for lunch, so some of you have to go. We can't get anyone to bail you out because you won't give us your last names, addresses, or parents information. So you all won't be prosecuted, just released. So, go on now. Get home. Stay out of trouble. I'll never want to see you
3: again. Alex! I'm so happy to see you. Are you okay? Dawn. Yes, are you? How long have you been out here?
4: Only about ten minutes. Another girl went down the street to talk to a
3: man she knows about giving us a ride home. We were just standing over there waiting for her. It's an answered prayer then. We're both released and we can go home. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chloe is still in there though. She doesn't even know where I went. It all happened so fast. Is Miles with you? No. He was in the cell
4: next to mine at first but I don't know if he's still there. I think they're extra
3: mad at him because, well, you know. You mean because a white man marched with us? Mm Mm-hmm. He knew what he was risking, just like the rest of us. As far as his relationship with Chloe, well, I think they're crazy to invite trouble down onto their families, and heartache is probably how it's going to end up. Everybody knows it's against the law to mix races, and don't get me started on what could happen to either of them if the wrong people find out about the two of them. But she's my best friend, and he seems like a good guy. After all, he was one of the few whites to march with us, so I've got to admire him for that. If they make each other happy, then I hope it works out for them somehow. Now, I don't want to wait for someone to pick us up. Let's just walk home.
1: Now, you've never seen a sweeter reunion. Papa was so glad to see his girls when they got home. After hugs and kisses and a real good washing and plenty to eat, they settled in for the evening. Alex called Chloe's parents and told them where Chloe was and told them that they could bail her out. Dawn called some of the protest organizers. She knew and asked them whether the march was working like they hoped. She was so glad to hear that they thought it was starting to be successful. Just as important was the news that Papa had shared.
5: I got a call from your school, Alexander. They were suspicious when you missed Friday, but since you didn't give your name, they had no proof you had marched. If you return to school in the morning, just like nothing happened, then you won't be expelled. It'll just be a sick day, and you could go on as usual.
3: You mean I can just restart my life where I left off? I can still graduate at the end of the month, and I can still go to college?
5: That's right, honey. All of this will be just like a bad dream. There's no need for you to be punished for one bad decision.
4: But it wasn't a bad decision. What we're doing is important.
5: Hush, Dawn. You're lucky you're getting a second chance, too. You'll go back to school in the morning and everything will be fine. Folks at work have been asking questions too, but so far I've been able to dodge them. No one there knows where you spent the weekend and everything will be all right so long as we can keep it that way. We're just lucky that so many children were involved. On the radio, they said that almost 2,000 were arrested Friday and over 4,000 yesterday. There's no way they'll be able to identify either of you, especially since you didn't even give your names. It'll be like it never happened.
3: But it did happen, Papa. I don't know if I can go back to being the same person I was before all that.
5: Well, you can ponder that tomorrow while you're sitting in class.
3: Yes, sir.
4: I hear you. Well... I know it's kind of early, but I think it's time to get ready for bed. I feel like I could sleep for a year, and we do have a big day back at school tomorrow.
5: Okay, but let's listen to the news report first. President Kennedy
6: reportedly said that he felt sick when he saw the pictures in the newspapers yesterday morning. The administration has sent a representative to negotiate with protest organizers. And now on to more recent news. This morning, worshipers left their downtown churches and walked toward City Hall, only to be met on the street by the police and fire department barricade. Marchers did not disperse. Police gave them the order to open the fire hoses, but the fire department refused the order. Marchers were permitted to cross over to the park where they kneeled and prayed together. Bystanders, are calling it miracle sunday
3: that's amazing even the fire department is on our side
5: they're not on our side honey they just didn't want to hurt you now let's go to bed
4: i know you you're
3: thinking about going back tomorrow aren't you for the past two days i've been thinking this decision was already made I mean, the scholarship committee won't choose someone with an arrest record, so I thought that was all over as of Friday. To have this second chance, to be able to go back to everything as it was a week ago, that does sound kind of magical. But Dawn, the problem is that I'm not the same person I was a week ago. I've seen things I can't unsee. I've heard and experienced things that no one ever should. But I'm glad. The whole system seemed like too big of a thing to try and tackle before, you know, like we could never win. For the first time in my life, I really feel like we can change things, but only if we stick it out, all of us together, and finish what we started.
4: Well, I'm going back, so we can go together. We survived it once and we can do it again.
3: Yeah, okay, but let's leave the house extra early in the morning. I can't look Papa in the face and lie to him.
4: Mm Mm-hmm
1: feeling like her recent experience had taught her everything she needed to know. Alex headed to the church with Dawn on Monday morning. There were reporters with their cameras everywhere and quite a crowd of spectators were back again to see what will happen next. Thankfully, it was a lot more peaceful this time. There were so many in jail already that there were just no more room. The goal of filling the jails and overwhelmingly city resources had been reached in fact, the jails were so full that the police had to resort to busing the children out of sight of the march and then releasing them back onto the streets. There was simply not enough resources to handle the wave of children that just kept coming. But Alex and Chloe didn't get it so easy. Their group was stopped by the police just as before, and they were told to stay where they were and wait for a bus. That's when things started to get real interesting for Alex and Dawn.
0: Hey there, I'm with National News Broadcasting. Wanna be on television? What do you wanna tell the world? Hey, hey you, hey you, what's your name?
3: Um, I'd rather not say.
6: I think I know what it is. You're Theo Simmons kids, aren't you? You're Alexandra Simmons, and that's your sister Dawn.
3: Who's that, Alex? Do you know him? I think I recognized him. He works with Papa. I think that's the guy who was up against Papa for the promotion. Do you think he got fired or something? Why is he here?
6: Uh, Just wait until the bosses hear about this. Bill Simmons' perfect daughter getting arrested like a common hooligan.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. Turn away, Alex. Don't let him see you so upset. Just a minute. I'm trying to think of his name. Was it... Um, Dawn, look out! Alex, help!
1: As the bus drove them away, the others were singing and excited, but the Simmons children were worried. Alex thought as soon as they arrived at the jail, she could ask to make a telephone call and warn her father about what was about to happen at work. But what they didn't know was that their bus wasn't going to jail. All the jails were full. So about 800 children were taken to the fairgrounds where they were held outdoors, caged in animal pens. There was no way to contact anyone. There were also no bathrooms, no beds or chairs, no hot food, no protection from the weather. In the daytime, the sun beat down on them and at night it got cold. Alex and Dawn sat down on the hard ground holding each other up when they were so tired of standing that worked pretty well until it started to rain. There was nowhere to go, no shelter to be found, so they just stayed real close to each other and tried to keep warm as they got
5: completely soaked. John, Alexandra! Where are you?
3: Papa? Here! We're Here!
5: Oh, my gosh. I, I can't believe my sweet girls are caged like animals out here. Are, are you both okay?
3: Yeah, I'm just so glad to see you. I can't believe you came all the way out here to find us.
5: Oh, don't cry, baby. Of course I came. This time the police got your name and, and they called me. You're officially under arrest and being charged. Oh,
3: no. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Papa.
5: Well... Alexandra, I had some time to think about that today. Clearly you're convinced that this is the most important thing to you because college and scholarships and even graduation will all be out of the question now. I only ever wanted you to be happy and safe, but this changes things.
3: Being a part of this change does make me happy, Papa. Is it all for certain about school though?
5: Uh, I am afraid so. It's it's all over the newspapers. Each one of you with an arrest record will be suspended or even expelled. Seniors like you are forbidden from taking part in any graduation activities.
3: Well, I knew that was a possibility. I made the decision and I'd do it again. I'll face the consequences when we get out of here. Are you here to take us home, Papa?
5: No, no don't. I wish I could, honey, but... Tomorrow, I'll I'll go hire an attorney for you both, and I'll get a bond against our house to bail you out.
4: Oh, so you'll have to miss work?
5: Actually, that won't be a problem. I got fired today.
3: No, no! I forgot all about that awful man. It was because of him, wasn't it? That man you work with who was up against the same promotion as you? We saw him downtown this morning, and he just seemed so gleeful to see us getting arrested. He's the one who said my name in front of that reporter.
5: Yes, he was pretty resentful of not getting the promotion. He didn't show up this morning, but then after lunch, he came in with a fresh shave, looking very smug, and spent an hour in the boss's office. When they came out, I was told that I was fired.
3: I'm so sorry, Papa. I forgot for a little while that I'm not the only one with something to lose. Can you forgive me?
5: Girls, I love you both, and we're going to get through this together. It's my job to provide for both of you, and it scares me a little to be out of work, but honestly, all of the news reports are easing my mind a bit. Did y'all hear that they're negotiating right now? Reverend Blair and President Kennedy's men and several of the other organizers are meeting with the owners of some of the big companies. Soon there might be new jobs available that were never open to me before, and I have you to thank for that. I'm so proud of you both.
3: Oh, Papa, you're gonna make me cry again. I wish I could give you a hug right now.
5: Me too, honey.
3: What you got there, Papa?
4: Smells like pot roast.
5: I made it just for you two. I remembered what you told me last night about not getting enough to eat in custody, so... But how do I get it to you?
4: Just throw the bag over the fence. I'll catch it!
5: Share with Alex and anyone else who's hungry. Here are some blankets, too. Look out! I'll throw them over. I have to go now. I see the guard's getting out of their cars, but I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of each other. I love you both. Love you. Good night.
3: See you tomorrow. Bye.
5: Now, things
1: happened quickly after that. Alex and Don got home with their father the next day. It was just the fifth day after D-Day. And by that day, the ability for the police to enforce the segregation laws was completely broken. About 3,000 children roamed the downtown streets that day. No one could tell them where they could go or what they could do. What had been so scary and dangerous mere days ago no longer made them afraid. A bunch of children had done what adults had been trying to do for years without success. It was over for the Simmons family. But the children stayed in jail for up to two weeks. They had to appear in court and their arrest stayed on their record until 2009 when they were finally legally pardoned for parading without a permit. The official end of the protest was announced on May 10, 1963, just eight days after D-Day, marking the beginning of the end of segregation in Birmingham. Dawn was suspended for the entire school year. She was told she'll have to repeat the entire school year to advance. Alex was officially expelled and told she would not receive her diploma. Although she had time to get used to the idea, it was still a blow to her book-loving heart. Alex decided the best thing she could do with her life would be to teach others to be advocates for a better life for all. She was determined to find a job and start taking some of the burden off of her father. Mr. Simmons wasn't having much luck finding a new job there for a little while, but then everything seemed to turn around and sort itself out. A month or so after the integration agreement and after Alex's father managed to find another job, the Simmons family were able to go and eat at their favorite restaurant
5: again. Thank you, Lord, for the nourishment you have given us on this day, and thank you for watching over these children as they fought for our freedom and for making sure they came back home in one piece. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Mm, I'm so glad we get to eat at our favorite restaurant again. I feel like it's been forever since we've been here.
5: And I'm glad I finally got another job so I can pay the tab. The new job doesn't pay quite as much, but it's enough for an occasional dinner out.
3: Some folks are still looking at us strangely, though.
2: Uh, Let them stare. If we can endure everything that happened at the protest, then they can endure us sitting here. Thank you so much, Mr. Simmons, for inviting me to come along. Miles sent his thanks as well. He would have loved to be here with us, but he doesn't want to put any of us in danger. He says that just because the laws are changing, that doesn't mean that people's hearts have changed yet. I agree that it will take a while longer before we could be seen out together. Well,
5: it's just a shame that your parents couldn't come tonight.
2: Actually, I didn't tell them about your invitation. I wasn't sure Miles wouldn't come, and I hadn't introduced them to him yet. I'm just afraid of how they'll react to us being together. We figured that we'll take things really slow. It's only just become possible after all. Well, who knows, if we manage to get white folks more open about integration,
4: then your parents might become more accepting of your relationship.
3: Hey everybody! When are we going to start celebrating me?
5: Right now! Alexandra, congratulations on your graduation! Now that the expulsion has been reversed in the courts, we can make it official. I've been saving these pearls since your mama passed. She decided that one day they'd be yours way back on the day you were born. They belonged to your grandmama and then to your mama And now to you.
3: Oh, thank you. They're beautiful. I'll remember her every time I look at them.
5: So will I. She used to wear them on special occasions when she was in college and now a scholarship winner like yourself will need a nice necklace to wear to dances at that fancy college of yours.
3: You know, I still can't believe that all my dreams came true after all.
2: And it happened because of the protest, not in spite of it? You promised to tell me the story, so how did it happen? It was that
3: awful man who got Papa fired that I have to thank for this. By shouting out my name on the street, the police were able to identify me and charge me, but it turned out to be the salvation of all my hopes. The chairman of the College Scholarship Committee called and said that he had seen me on the evening news. In the midst of our troubles, I'd forgotten all about the reporters being there. The footage of me stepping in front of Don when the policeman was about to bring his club down on Don's head made the national news, and I was identified by name. He said that I'm exactly the kind of student they're looking for, and they don't care about
2: my arrest record. How's that for irony? (laughs) Amazing. But you might want to say that it's really all because of me. I'm the one who finally convinced you to go in the first place. Nope. That was me, remember?
3: Well, I will give you both the satisfaction of hearing this. You were right.
5: (laughs) Who wants dessert?
3: Me.
1: Well, hi. Was there anything you wanted to add to the story?
0: <laughs> Bravo, my dear
6: law. I wouldn't change a thing about how you told that story.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. thank you, my dear. But they ought to know what happened after all of this, shouldn't they?
6: Well, yeah, I, I think you're right.
1: Of course, there wasn't sudden equality amongst all of us after the march, even though the laws had changed. A lot of people didn't. We were still treated the same by many people afterwards. In fact, just a few months later, some of those people bombed a church and killed four young girls. It was an awful time. One of those girls was a friend of mine from school.
6: What happened here in Birmingham is what led President Kennedy to address the nation about race, to the March on Washington when Dr. Keene gave his I Have a Dream speech, and eventually to the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965.
1: And that's what gave people like the Simmons family hope. Alex was set on continuing the fight, and that's why she went to college and became an attorney using her scholarship she was granted. Dawn
6: wanted to stay involved just as much as Alex. Eventually, she became a senator and worked for years making sure new laws were fair for everyone, regardless of race.
1: They don't live in town anymore, but I still talk to them from time to time.
6: i bet y'all are wondering what happened to Chloe and Miles. Aren't you? You kids have always just called us Grandma and Grandpa. But don't you recognize high and low? (sighs) Your grandmother's first name is Chloe.
1: And your grandfather's first name is Miles. If it wasn't for what happened right here in Birmingham in 1963, none of you would even be here. True.
6: took a long time for people to accept us, but the heart wants what the heart wants. Thank goodness our dreams were finally able to come true.
1: I know this story must have been long, but I sure hope none of you forget about it. Now go ahead, tell your friends.
7: Birmingham, 1963, The Children of Change, a historical drama based on real events, by Phi Theta Kappa, Beta Lambda Delta Chapter, Jefferson State Community College, by playwrights Hannah Combs, Teresa McGill, Gabriel Miller, and Leslie Warren. Contributing members are Marcy Barrett, Jakia Johnson-Hayes, Madison Maxwell, Lena Acourley, and Ruth Acourley. Faculty advisors are Dr. Liesl Harris and Libby Holmes. Characters Grandma Octavia Grady Theo Papa, Glenn Turton Reverend Blair Dylan Kilbasa, Alex Courtney Kelly Chloe Alicia White Dawn Rebecca Laban Ruth Jasmine Johnson Miles and the reporter Gabriel Miller Grandpa Miles, co-worker and DJ Ricky Reed, Al Guido. Policeman, Kevin Towns. And understudy, Emma Gibson.
0: If you enjoy these episodes, please subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere you can find podcasts. We'll have new episodes for Season 2 coming out very soon. For more information, please visit our website at PellCitySIPA.com or on Facebook and Instagram by searching PellCitySIPA. Spotlight Studio is supported by Good Game Company, the Alabama State Council on the Arts, Russell, Funderburg, Ray Bell, and Ferguson, and we'd like to thank the Alabama Power Foundation for their support as well. We thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Black Box.